Hello everyone and welcome to Tough to Nail Down, the show where we do whatever the fuck we want. I'm one of your hosts, Jeffrey Mara, and this week Ashley is not here because we're talking to directors and we figure it'd be better to have one-on-one interviews. And this week I have a really interesting director, actually one of the most interesting, very fun and interesting guy. Harmony Corinne. Hello. Hello, Jeffrey. It's an immense pleasure to be on the show. I'm honored, honestly. Thank you for having me in your home, which is very, very cool. Yeah, I've got a lot of, you know, just posters of babes in bikinis around. Yeah, and my you wife like is those. totally cool with it. So yep, she's over there in a bikini. Oh yeah, I just have her like stand in the corner and just yeah. wear a swimsuit a lot, so hey, we're yeah. we're a cool family. I, 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 I mean, if she's okay with it, more power to you. Oh, yeah, she loves it, man. She loves okay, being cool. objectified more than anything. I mean, that's why we get along so well. All right. I guess that's good for you guys. If you're making it work, I can't really knock you. Hey, man, I mean, relationships, what even are they? You know, they just, you. everyone's got to just do what they got to do in this crazy yeah. world. Good point. Whatever it is. Whatever it is, you just got to do it. Sometimes it's, you know gunplay in the bedroom, but that's just a normal thing that some couples do. Oh. Spice it up, you know? Have you ever gotten, I mean, this is a very personal question, but have you ever gotten any injuries from some mishaps in the bedroom with your guns or possibly other weapons? Hey, man, if you don't come out of a bone sesh with at least, like, three different serious injuries, then that's not really fucking. Oh. I guess I've been doing it wrong my whole life, but, you know, I guess I I gotta trust you for this half hour. <laughs> oh, man, my torso is just riddled with bullet wounds. That's, I can actually see some of them on your arms, and yeah, they don't look like they were ever treated at a hospital, you just... I mean, after you go to the emergency room a certain amount of times for the same reason, people start to, uh, you know, ask questions... Treat you strangely, throw around domestic yeah. abuse, and that's not, you know what? Also, it's just like, not if it's a gunshot wound, the police always have to be there. Right, yeah. Anytime you know, there's a gunshot wound, the police have to be called, so. It's just after a certain amount, after a certain number of times being questioned, being held against my will, and, and asked very invasive questions about what goes on between me and my wife behind closed doors, it's just, you know what? My privacy is more important than, you know, my bullet wounds not ending up infected. <laughs> I guess that's good. I guess that's good. So, let's just uh, rewind all the way back to before you were having weird sex with your wife. To, how did you get started? Like, what made you want to make movies? Well, I got my start as a writer. Um, okay. When I was a young man, I uh, just thought, you know what would be really fucking cool is if I wrote a movie about children just fucking the shit out of each other. And that's how the movie Kids happened. That's pretty much what that movie is about. I haven't seen it in a while. I should watch it again soon. You, you, you reminded me of your own movie, so. Well, then, you know, my job my job yeah. here is done. I should just, yep. you know, if you want to go now, that's... Yeah, I'm just going to go watch it. Okay, bye. Just kidding. I'm uh. going to keep on interviewing you. Okay, All you right. insist. Yeah, maybe we can watch it later with your wife and... Yeah, that might yeah. be fun. See, the thing about that movie is, like, 
a lot of people are like, oh, it's not so bad, because kids are, like, you know, in their teens, and, like, the actors playing them were, like, older teens, you know, it's not, like, that creepy, but just to, like, you know, I named the movie Kids for a reason. Did you want it to be creepier, but people kind of got in the way of that? No, I mean, I think it was exactly as creepy as I wanted it to be, but I just wanted to keep people from trying to justify it, you know? Okay. Like, some people, they're just so uncomfortable with the idea of, like, childhood sexuality that they have to, like, explain ways around it. But guys, no, the movie's called Kids, because it's about kids just having sex and and transmitting diseases to each other. AIDS is a thing that happened to people back then. And I think it was really sensitively handled. I think so, too. Yeah. Like, it was really important to me as just, like, a straight white person of considerable privilege to write about this disease that is a huge... I mean, it affects people of all demographics, but it is historically just, like, a huge uh, problem for people in less privileged demographics, and I just really wanted to do that justice. Your movies seem to have a... A kind of obsession with, you know, poverty and the people who are of a lower class than you were raised. Like, yeah, it's it's just important to like look at poor people and to say like, I'm gonna tell your story for you. That's good. That's a very very powerful thing that people need to do. Somebody's got yeah. Somebody's got. You gotta make sure that you can tell other people's stories. Yeah, I mean, yeah. these people, like, they need someone to just speak for them in all respects. Because, I mean, what are yeah. what, what are they going to do? Speak for themselves? They're fucking poor. That's, I've, I've noticed a trend in directors that they have a lot of money. Yeah. They just, they got to, yeah. you know. Which like, probably means that you're smart. Well, I mean, you know, I wouldn't say that about myself because I'm a very humble man. But, you know, that, thank you for implying you're that welcome. I might be intelligent. You're welcome. But yeah, you know, when I see people who are just impoverished or, you know, just in bad situations. You instantly think that the best way to help them is to make a movie about them. Yeah, it's important that people be made aware of their plight. And I think that, like, I'm I'm the one to do that, obviously. I'm a storyteller, man. I can tell anyone's story. And, And these people, like, they need to focus on, you know... What they're going to eat for dinner. You know, they need to focus on picking up enough change off the sidewalk. Meanwhile, you don't have to focus on anything, so you just focus on making movies. Yeah, exactly. I just focus on, you know, making sure that people understand exactly what these people are going through all the time. Well, it's good that you're giving a voice to these people, but... Maybe you can give them a little bit of a, more of a voice by asking their opinions on some of the stuff. Oh, I, like I said, I don't want to distract them from, you know, their daily survival. I mean, I, that's, you don't want to get in the way of that. Like you said, these people are just, they spend all day just fucking rooting around in the garbage for, like, shit they can eat, you know? Well, maybe whenever you ask their opinions, you can maybe give them something to eat or pay them for their services. Oh my god, clearly you don't understand poor people. Jeffrey, because that would be so insulting for me to just, you know, come in and be like, I'm going to give you food because you're not good enough to find it on your own. Can you not understand how offensive that is? My God, you know, there's a reason I'm the one who's, you know, telling these stories and not people like you. Maybe, maybe give them a job and make them feel like they've earned it. 
Again, you know, like, make them feel like they've earned it. That's so condescending. Why would I do that, you know? There are people out there... Or let them earn it. How about let them earn it, as opposed to make them feel like they've earned it? Who has time to earn a job as, you know, a assistant boom mic operator when they're, you know, dumpster diving all day? They and also, who wants someone who just smells like garbage on their film crew? I feel like if they had a steady job, maybe things would get better for them and they wouldn't have to dumpster dive and they could shower and not smell like garbage. Well, clearly you don't understand how any of this works. I guess I don't understand poverty in America. <sighs> yeah. You really do. I yeah. really do. And you also kind of understand the American dream. I think that's another reoccurring theme in your movies. With the American dream is... Drugs, fucking guns, and rap stars, and having weird hair, and babes in bikinis wearing ski masks, and it's also more drugs, and it's also alcohol, and it's also the vague threat of gang rape, but maybe not. Okay, so I feel like you're just not even vaguely talking about your movie Spring Breakers, which is kind of where I was going about the, uh... I mean, it is the American dream. That's what you feel like the American... Like, you feel like the best for young women who kind of are aimless in life. The best thing for them to do is become robbers in bikinis and work with a... The problem... See, this this is like an interesting exploration of the other side, you know, where people aren't impoverished. They are... They have enough money so that they don't have to spend all day in the garbage, so now they're bored. So they're bored. So what do you do? Okay. What do you do? You gotta go and, and thrill seek. You gotta go rob a diner so that you can go spend spring break on the beach with a drug dealer. It sounds like you think that people should either be very poor or bored enough to make them do crimes. Have you are have you robbed stuff just be out of boredom before? I mean, who do you think you're talking to? I robbed everything. There's nothing... That's why I had to start making movies. There's just nothing left for me to do. It's the only thrill that you have left? Exactly. I'm just so bored all the time. I mean, obviously. What kind of person who was occupied in actual thought and activity would make the kind of movies that I do? My movies are surely the product of a bored person with sick fucking fantasies. Wow, you are very open with that, and I kind of respect that. I mean, it's... What am I gonna do? Stand here and pretend to be fucking, like, Stanley Kubrick? Like, I'm not. I'm a fucking horny dude who makes gross movies. But, like, it reveals the truth of life, and it's important, you know? Like, people... Like I said, people want to, like, gloss over the uncomfortable aspects of life, you know? People want to act like their daughters aren't fucking sucking drug dealers dicks every spring break and people want to act like their kids aren't just getting aids all the time but that's not how life is man and i'm here to show the truth again i think you have kind of a skewed viewpoint and you think that all kids are do you think that every daughter of every father is sucking a drug dealer's dick on spring break well not the lesbians (laughs) okay (laughs) Uh, i mean I don't think that's true. I think that there are people who kind of don't fall into those traps, and it it can be kind of tragic whenever people do, because they're being exploited for, you know, drugs, and it's simple thrill. 
But that's when you, you turn it around on them, you know? Like, you get exploited. That's how women getting exploited is how they learn to rise up and exploit back. I don't think that's true. I, I, I think, think that I think that everything is better if people just, you know, aren't exploited in any... Well, you're naive, because that's never going to fucking happen. All right, I guess I guess you have a point there, but you know we can try and maybe you're making the world a little bit a little bit more exploitative with what you're doing. I mean, all I'm doing is holding up a mirror to humanity, to the youth in our country. I'm not exploiting anyone. I'm just showing the truth. Okay, if you keep on telling yourself that, maybe you're giving people the wrong idea and driving them to do the wrong things. I mean, I don't think. I'm not driving anyone to do anything. I'm just telling you what people are already doing all the time, every day. Every day there are tons and tons of girls on spring break. Every day. Every day. Even in in fucking, you know, January. It's spring somewhere. It's, it's always It's always spring, spring somewhere, somewhere in the different hemisphere, you know? Yeah. That's how that's how hemispheres work. I thought I had to sneeze for a second. I'm allergic to something in your house, Harmony. What what could that be? I don't know. It's probably my wife because she's such a bitch. What up, Rachel? <laughs> she laughed. She thinks it's yeah, funny. Yeah, she did laugh. She, she still is just standing there in the corner, though. She hasn't said anything. She hasn't moved. Um, well, like I said, she likes it. You know, she was in Spring Breakers. That's true. She was one of the people who was exploited. In that I like to say, Spring Breakers, that's a movie starring a bunch of sexy ladies in bikinis. And also, my wife is there. <laughs> Yeah, that's, um... She loves it. She laughed again. She did laugh again. She looks uncomfortable, but she laughed. <laughs> yeah, um... So, I guess what we're learning about you is that you really see the world in a different way than than I do, and you kind of think that people are just going to do shitty things, so the best thing that you can do is just make movies about them? I mean... Who's to say that all this stuff is shitty, though, you know? It's just human nature, and I think when we place judgments on the things that people do that are human nature, then, you know, we create this kind of culture of, like, conflict and judgment and and discrimination, and we just need to, like, accept that this is how life is, and that that's okay. Maybe we don't have to put judgment on the things that people do, but maybe why they do them, and... It kind of seems that you're saying that they're just doing things to be famous and get that next thrill, and I think that that's kind of the wrong way to look at life. I mean, but, like, what is wrong and right? Like, everything is gray. There's hey, no such thing as morality, you, you know? have a viewpoint that is literally impossible to win an argument against. <laughs> I think that's why you've developed this. <laughs> well, thank you. You know what? That means a lot to me. Yeah. By saying that nothing nothing matters, then I I can't argue that if that's how you feel. Exactly, nothing matters. Yep. So let's just fucking do drugs all the time. I I can't argue with that. Do you have any drugs for us to do? Uh, well, Rachel's got them all in her boobs right now. Oh, am I gonna have to do a line out of your out of your wife's chest? Uh, Jesus Christ! Okay, like that's my wife. Okay, like. You said they were in her boobs. I, I assume that's what you were going for. I can present her as an object to be objectified to the world, but you okay. don't get to take that initiative. You know, that's for me to do as All her right. husband. All right. It's not for you to do. 
as some rando. So what am I going to do with these drugs? Well, now that you've insulted me, I don't think you get to have any drugs. All right, it's okay. I'm sorry about that. I just assumed with the way that this conversation was going, nothing was off limits. But it seems like you have you have a limit right there. I have a limit in that, you know what, my wife belongs to me. Yeah, She's my object. She's she not is yours. yours to objectify. And, you know, she's, again, laughing shyly. I didn't feel like... It didn't feel like that was a joke, but she's still laughing. She loves it. I told you. She loves it. She's laughing in the corner again. Yeah. She's also fucking high out of her mind. Like, she hasn't been sober in, like, six years. What what kind of drugs? Uh, just all of them. You know, like, crocodile and, like, meth and crack and all that stuff. I mean... Again, you don't think it's wrong. You, It seems like you never will. So, you know, I can't even say anything. Exactly. I respect it. I respect your bluntness and openness on the way that you live your life. And you have to understand that there are some people who don't feel that's right, and their viewpoints are... I mean, but those people are wrong, so, like, it's I whatever. I think that their viewpoints are valid, because mm, no. nothing... Because no, they're not. If nothing matters, then... They're allowed to have opinions because no. If nothing matter. matters, then nothing matters, and people who think that things do matter are wrong. Again, again, impossible, <laughs> impossible to argue against you. Hey, man, that's why they pay me the medium bucks. Yeah. Um. So, here's a good question for you. Yeah. What's up? Um. If you could make any movie you wanted, be it like an adaptation of something. Or just some sort of movie, right, anything right. you want, your dream project. Mm-hmm. What would you make? Okay, I'd make like a lady, right? A giant. She's like hot and young, you know. Okay. Like, like, like young enough that she's still hot, but like old enough that it's not creepy. So I'd say like thirteen, and she's like really, really, really big. She's like a giant lady. Okay. Um, a giant thirteen-year-old lady, and she's like wearing a bikini. And the camera just, like, pans from, like, her toes up to the top of her head for, like, two hours. So it's an hour and a half shot of a giant lady just with a camera going A giant 13-year-old lady, yes. A giant 13-year-old lady. Yeah. Yes. Um, do you have a, a title for this in mind? Uh, giant 13-year-old lady, probably. Giant 13-year-old lady. I mean, this doesn't sound like a hard movie to make. Exactly, which is why I don't understand why no one will, like, fund this. What do you need funding for? For, to, hire, like, giants are not cheap to hire, man. Like, they, they're hard to find, so they can request basically as much money as they want. You can use perspective tricks. Okay, I am, like, a realist. We've been over this. I guess that's true. In your movie, Trash Humpers, they really do hump that trash. (laughs) Yeah, dude, I am, like, I'm very dedicated to just showing truth in all my films. In the, so in your what movies. kind of hack yeah. would I be if I took a regular 13-year-old and, and made her look big when she wasn't? I guess, hey, I respect that, too. There are some things that I respect about you. There are things that I think that, you know, I think that maybe your life might be cut short at some point. Who said I'm a pedophile? <laughs> I don't think anybody said that, but, you know... They're you, wrong. You I'll got, fight them. All right. Um, you Shoot got them with defensive my gun. with your gun. I thought that was only for for private. sex stuff. Yeah, I'll fuck them to death and then shoot them with my gun. Oh, wow. 
again, this is very dark, but I, it's very on brand for you. It sounds exactly. like something Everyone that would definitely happen in your movies. What'd you expect? Man? Yeah. You come at Harmony Corinne, you know? Who said that's a girl's name? Um, nobody said that either. I'm a man. I mean, are and you... I'm not insecure about it. Are you hearing voices? What? Who's hearing voices? You are. Alright, you're giving me the finger. You are giving me the double bird right now, and just... Yeah, you have this look. You turned on me, and I I understand why it was the the cocaine and the boobs thing that you know really. Yeah, I, you're out of line, man. You stepped out of line. It really set you off, and I understand why. But you know, you you really have to calm down. I think you're on something right now. Who said I'm a drug dealer? All right, again, again, you are definitely hearing voices. You are definitely hearing people. Yeah, man, I'm hearing your voice every time you open that dumb mouth. Oh, wow. You I make a movie about you. Your eyes are just pure white. Someone's going to stab you in the face. Your eyes are just pure white and there is blood. That's the cocaine. There is blood pouring from your nose. I did a lot of coke, man. I can tell you have done a lot of coke. Yeah, I've done so much coke that it went all the way around the other side where, like, you, you get really... You get really, um, like, hyperactive on, on coke, but then you do a lot, and then you start to slow down, and your body starts shutting off. That's why. I, I think you're dying. Nah, man. I'm gonna come back. <laughs> you're gonna come back? Yeah. Alright, um... I can be resurrected. Yeah. How much time do we have left in, in this interview? I'd say I, I'd give you, like, seven more minutes. Seven more minutes, and you are dying right now? I'm not dying, man. I told you. I'm gonna I, live forever. Alright, I mean, I think that you're going through an overdose, but the that's The gods okay. told me I was gonna live forever. The gods told And I can do whatever I want and I'll never die. Alright, well, I guess, um, I have seven minutes, so I, I guess I'll keep interviewing you in this state, which... I'm good, man, I'm good. Yeah, what... What's your, uh... Who inspired you as a director? What movies did you see and decide, like, I want to make movies now? I like Deep Throat. Deep Throat? The porno? That's the only movie i ever seen. You've only ever seen Deep Throat? I only see Deep Throat, yeah. How often do you watch it more than once? Like, do you watch it often? It's the only thing you've ever seen, or do you just not watch movies? No, I watched it one time when I was 13. Alright, and you have never seen any other movie? I've never seen a movie! Alright, do you watch anything? Who said I've seen a movie? Nobody said Nobody said that you've seen a movie. It's just, you need to calm down. I'm fine. I'm fine. Oh, I like Hamilton. Oh, you like Hamilton. I love Hamilton, man. Broadway. Have yeah. you seen it on Broadway? Yeah. Um, Every night I go see Hamilton. <laughs> do you behave yourself in the audience? Have Fuck you... no. Lin-Manuel Miranda hates me. <laughs> you haven't gotten kicked out, though. What's he up with tried, that? No, he tried to ban me, but I keep putting on a disguise, and I go in. I wear a ski mask. Oh, ski mask, and they let you into Hamilton wearing a ski mask <laughs> every single night. It's a different ski mask every time. A different ski mask, so they assume that it's a different person Yeah, who's very disruptive. And then, do they unmask you in... Are they surprised? That's against the Constitution to unmask a man. If someone's wearing a mask, they that's the, the that's the 11th Amendment. I wrote it. Yep, exactly. I remember that I one. Did it? Yeah. I'm just gonna go with what you say because I'm a little afraid. You have a lot of guns in this room. Your wife is growling in the corner now. She. <laughs> Jeffrey, how far have you put a knife into your body? 
I have never put a knife into my body. You should try it sometime, man. It's really fun. <laughs> I don't want to. You should try to see how deep you can go, and then each time you try to break your personal record, that's what I do every day of my life. Every day of your life, you... you you are not help. I don't understand how you are still alive. Living. I told you I'm never gonna die. You're Who said I'm gonna die? I I'm honestly wrong. might think. I honestly think you might be immortal if you are getting shot daily with your wife and also stabbing yourself daily. Where do you stab yourself? Everywhere. Everywhere. That is terrifying. Mostly, I like to stab myself in the belly button. Right in the belly button. Right there. It's already like in a little bit, so you get to add like maybe like a quarter of an inch to how deep you go. And that's a good point. It's a nice it's way a good, to cheat. It's a good strategy, and your high score in this competition that you Who were said doing. I'm high. <laughs> I didn't say that, but I think you know you're high because you've done a lot of cocaine. I did so much cocaine. I'm not high anymore. I'm sober. I don't think that's true. You are, again, bleeding from your nose all over the place. That's because I'm so sober, dude. You're so sober that you're... I'm so sober that my blood is is jumping out of my body. It's so happy to get out to the world, I guess. Yeah, dude. Yep. You uh, can do a drug test on me right now. I'm gonna pass it. Alright. Um, I'm not gonna do that because I don't have the proper equipment, but... I, and I don't want to. Well, so I guess we can safely assume that I'm you're sober. Not, you're not high. You are sober. You are very, very sober, and I'm Thank not you. afraid of you. Thank you. I'm not afraid of you, because you... Yeah, you should put the knife down, though. I don't want to see you stab yourself. Okay, well, I'll do it after you leave. All right, and I'll... Jeffrey, have you ever looked into a mirror and taken a Sharpie and colored your eyes in black? On the mirror, but then on your real eyes, just to see what it would look like. No, they have a Snapchat filter for that now, so I don't gotta do it anymore. Oh, you're on Snapchat. Yeah. What kind of things do you do on Snapchat? I put my dick on it. All right, that's completely on brand for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is your dick okay? Like, considering the amount of things that you do to your body with, I got my dick what? replaced with a gun. You have a gun for a dick? Yeah, got a transplant. <laughs> and is that safe with your wife? Have, have you ever accidentally, you know, shot her in... Man, like, that's part of the thrill, though, you know? like You never you, know if it's going to go off or not? If you put the safety on, then, like, are you really living, man? I think so. I think you're much more likely to live. Nah, dude. Uh, you gotta look death right in the face every fucking day. And you gotta, you gotta do that, or else you're not really living. And also, the fact that I can't die means that I have to just really fucking, you know, go nuts. Honestly, up until this point... I never feel danger, man. Yep. I never feel danger. You honestly might be immortal. You are stabbing yourself every day. I... If, I told... I literally said that, like, six times, so if you... Like, I believe you now. Yeah, thank you. The more I'm learning about you, I... I am so committed to the truth, man. I would never lie. Like, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if I heard on the news that you died tomorrow. I wouldn't be surprised if I heard on the news that they find out that you're immortal and you become a superhero. Would you? Dude, I got two minutes, and then I gotta do a thing. Oh, you got two minutes, and... Okay. First, can you tell me what that thing is? No. No? Alright, that's good enough. I'll tell you that... It involves weapons. Does it involve me? No. Okay, I'm good then. You're not good enough for my weapons, Jeffrey. I 
I'm so happy for that. Alright, so I guess I'm going to wrap up this interview with Harmony Kareen, who, you know, we learned a lot. We learned a lot about your darkness and why yeah. you're doing the things that you do. Yeah. So. Who said I have a micro penis? Um, I don't think anybody said that again. Again, it's the voices. And, uh, so I, I'm going to plug my, uh, my Twitter account. It's at Jeffrey Parties. You can find me on there. My co-host is at Schleechup. <laughs> you can find it. You can find it. I don't actually know the spelling. But um, I'm done with my guest right now. So, Harmony, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah. If you come to my house and you give me $7, I'll let you inside of my house and you can look at my wife's titties. Alright, I guess that's a sound business investment. Maybe some of our listeners will make it down to your house and see your wife's titties. And if you can find my house, then you earned it. Alright. Because my house is not easy to find. It is not. If you get what I'm saying. It's also, please follow me on Twitter at 69422694. Uh, yeah, that's accurate. That's And that account is literally just pictures of guns and dicks. Also, please follow my very best friend James Franco on Instagram if you are a hot 13-year-old girl. Alright, that's again... He asked me to say that. Mm, again, that's something that's not not very comfortable with that, but I won't cut it out of the podcast. So, any final words? you have a catchphrase? <laughs> uh, nah, man. I think I need to go puke for like six hours. Alright, so uh, that's the podcast. We'll see you next week. Bye!